And all of this really came to a head, came to a fruition with this situation. And I'm like, wow, God, all these podcast episodes I've done the month of May, I have just lived, basically lived them out right now. And it was just one of those things where that one decision could really impact life greatly. Thankful to God that it had a positive impact because it could have easily gone the other way. But it shows how motherhood, how parenting, how life is about being willing to take those calculated risks. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than A Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life, as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your journey. At More Than A Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the More Than a Mother podcast. This is your host, Lawan Moses, and I am back with you again. If this is your first time listening, I am a personal growth and empowerment strategist who is helping working moms to master their mindset and own their time so that they can create space in their busy lives for their dreams and goals. Here at More Than a Mother, we believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. I welcome you if you're a first-time listener, and welcome back if you are a loyal and returning listener and subscriber. I am so glad to have you here. Now, if you've been following along with the More Than a Mother podcast since we launched season five, we have had such a variety of moms that have joined us with various different topics, various different subjects that they came to speak with us about. As you know, on this podcast, I am very big on storytelling and I love using our stories to empower each other. And I will tell you that I have a story for you today that really kind of brings together my past, I would say, four, maybe five episodes that I've done on the podcast. I really live these out in my day-to-day life. However, it wasn't until this past week and the situation that we've been going through at my house kind of came to a head, culminated that I realized how the dots were connecting with the past few episodes or the episodes that I've been doing for the months of for the month of May. Now, if you don't know, my household, we are a basketball family. I play basketball, my husband played basketball, my son, bonus kids play basketball. My parents played basketball, so yes, we are a basketball family. Now, you know, may know I have two girls, age 13 and 11, and they were always more so my dancers and creative spirit. So they didn't really do the basketball upbringing like my son did. 
However, they were there for all his basketball practices. We would travel for AAU when he was in high school. Even when he was younger, I would have them, all the sports events, I would carry them in their car seats and carriers and everything. We'd be at every single game, all the sports that he did, basketball, when he played football, baseball, all of that. My girls have always been on the sidelines with me, cheering him on. They've learned how to play basketball. I mean, they know how to dribble, things like that. But they never really have played any organized basketball. They never really played with anyone outside of their brothers, but they've had an interest in the sport. Well, now that they're getting a little bit older, about to go into high school and their middle school, They've started to want to kind of pick up the basketball. I mean, in the past, we tried when uh, my oldest daughter was younger, tried to put her in basketball, but she was traumatized by the guy that ran the basketball at the Y because he was just a loud, screaming man. So that didn't last long. She probably went for one day and didn't go back. And then they would always play outside with my husband, their brothers. We would go to the AAU tournaments. They would play with the boys that were at the AAU, mind you. There's a seven and nine year age difference between my son and my daughters, but they were always hanging in there with the big boys, helping the coaches coach, dribbling the ball around, shooting everything while at practice. Well, now they developed this interest in basketball themselves. And there have been different opportunities that have come up over the past few years for them to play. Now, my oldest daughter, she tried out for basketball in the sixth grade and she didn't make the team. But I mean, to her, I mean, back then it didn't seem like it was much of a big deal. But she still wanted to get outside. She wanted to play. She said she wanted to learn how to do basketball here in front of our house because we have a basketball hoop and learn with us and play. Then last year, you know, COVID hit and everything. And even though it was after basketball season, when basketball season came up, she decided that she didn't want to try out. She just wanted to play outside. So we left it alone. But now there's been more and more interest with my youngest daughter, who's now in middle school. And now my oldest daughter about to go to high school. They've been wanting to play basketball, and this opportunity presented itself where they're offering a basketball kind of camp, instructional developmental camp at their school for these next four weeks. So I see it as an opportunity. I'm like, hey, girls, you want to go out here? You want to play basketball? They're doing this. It's just development to develop your skills, teach you how to play, advance the things that you already know. Do you want to do it? So, of course, my youngest, she's like, yes, I want to do it. I want to do it. My oldest, she's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So that's it. Sign them up for it. Didn't think much of it. Well, the weekend came, this past weekend came, and it was, I believe, Saturday. And my oldest daughter, she was doing my hair. And I mentioned that basketball was starting on Tuesday. And if you don't know, my two daughters have very distinct personalities. So my youngest daughter, Candace, she is my outspoken activist, power to the people. You're going to know how she feels. She's going to tell you how you feel and tell you how she feels. And she's always been that way since she was younger. People used to always be like, okay, she's either going to speak to me today or she's not. Like she just always had that persona about her. You know where you stand. She's very vocal. Whereas my older daughter, Cameron, she is more of my introvert in her shell. She doesn't like to really speak but I mean when she has something to say when there's a cause when she really believes in something she will speak out but she is not just your talkative social person social butterfly have friends etc like that so she's kind of like me because I too I was introverted for so long didn't like to talk to people but that is a story for another day 
So anyway, once I bring up this whole basketball thing, I notice that Cameron gets very quiet. And I look and her personality, she's kind of changed. You can see she gets just this aura about her where she looks closed off. And I can see that she's upset and that she's on the verge of tears because she likes to hold stuff in. So when she gets upset, she tends to tear up, cry. So, like, so it's like, okay, Cameron, what's wrong? It's so my son, uh, Cameron and Candace were all in the kitchen while she's doing my hair. Cameron, what's wrong? Of course, she doesn't want to talk about it. And she's like, well, do I have to do basketball? And I'm like, well, I think this will be a great opportunity for you to do it. So why not go ahead and try it? And that really upset her. Like she really almost went to kind of, I would say, a panic attack. So I had her stop doing my hair. I had her sit down. Like, okay, so what is wrong? What is the issue? Because I know you like basketball. But why is this causing you so much anxiety? Why is it causing you so much grief, like so much turmoil at this moment? So, of course, getting her to talk is like pulling teeth, literally. We're all trying to get her to talk. So my son, he finally speaks up. He's like, well, I think I know what the problem is. Okay, son, well, what's the problem? So he goes on to say that he feels that she may not want to play basketball because she may not want to do a sport. But she feels that if she tells us she doesn't want to do the sport, then She's not going to be accepted because, as I said, everyone in this family plays basketball. So she feels she's not going to be accepted or we're going to look at her differently because she's not interested in basketball. And I'll tell you that over the years, we have not forced our kids to play basketball. We have told them all to make their own choice. We don't force basketball on anyone. It's just something that we enjoy. If you want to pick up the basketball and play, then we're going to show you how to play. We're going to get this done. However, in Cameron's mind, he was saying that she feels that maybe it's something she has to do to be accepted. And perhaps she's into something else such as writing or creative or something in that area. So I'm asking Cameron, okay, is that what it is? So she finally comes and she's like, yeah, I don't really want to play organized basketball or play for a team is what she said. But I just want to play outside for fun. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. However, I was, the part of me, you know how you have that mommy voice that kind of comes up and it's like, okay, there's more to this story. Because Cameron was, she's always wanted to kind of talk about she wants to play, she wanted to be on the team, she was going to be the best at this and the best at that. But for her to sit there and tell me, okay, I don't want to play for a team, I would rather just play outside with you guys. It kind of got my little mommy instincts going. You start thinking about, okay, how you know your child, how they operate and things like that. And I just start reflecting on her personality and all of that. And I really started thinking about, okay, I know that Cameron, here's her personality type. If she's not the best at something, she tends to avoid it. That is part of who she is. She wants to be the best. She's like her mama always wanting to be a perfectionist, even though perfectionism doesn't exist. But yes, like her mama, always wanting to be the best. If we're not the best, don't want to do it. That is exactly how I used to be. So I can totally relate to that. And also, on the other hand, she's not big on socializing. And even before the pandemic, she wasn't one to have a whole lot of friends. She wasn't one to overly socialize. She had a few close friends but then I noticed like during the pandemic that she kind of started saying she was antisocial she didn't like people she didn't want to be around people 
even those that she would usually hang out with, she kind of became withdrawn from them. And when they would set up Zoom things with uh, Candace, and she'd usually be there because they were one big group of friends, Cameron didn't want to participate. So it was little things like that that started kind of buzzing and firing in my head. Like, okay, I think there's more to this story than just not wanting to play organized basketball. However, she was so upset at that time that we left it alone for the night. And I'm like, okay, well, just let it be. I let my husband know this is what it is. He called her on the phone because he was at work at the time, always working. And was like, You're, we're not going to love you any less. If you don't want to play basketball, that's fine. It's fine. You don't have to play. We're not forcing you to play basketball. However, the mommy and me, I'm like, okay, there's more to this. This is not just about basketball. So fast forward to Sunday, sitting there, still thinking about it. No, how we moms do, we have these instincts just going. It's something more. There's something more to the story. I just can't help but feel there's something more to this story. There's something more going on here. I'm like, okay, God, help me figure this out because I feel like there's something more going on here. And if I miss it, then this is going to set the course for something in the future. So I need to be tuned in, God. Help me focus. Help me see what this is. So Sunday, it kind of hit me to kind of ask Cameron, okay, how about you just go try basketball? Because I start thinking about all her past experiences with basketball. All of her past experiences have been with boys. Well, we talk about her first experience when she was probably three or four, and there was this big, tall, scary guy that was yelling all the time. And he scared her, so we never went back to that because she was so upset and crying that we just left that early because he was just overzealous for these little three- and four-year-olds at the time. So she cried. She was upset. We never went back to that. That was her very first experience with basketball. Then through the years of playing, she's always played with the boys. They've always been older than her. She's done workouts with them that are very competitive. She's played against them, lost against them. Been some very competitive times with these boys. So I start thinking, okay, maybe she thinks that this is what basketball is like. Because that is all that she knows. So I'm like, okay, Cameron. Can you just go try basketball at school? It's developmental. It's not a game. You're not playing with boys. You're playing with girls that are your age. Can you just go try it? So she tells me, sure. Okay, we let it go. Sure, we're going to go ahead and try it. Monday comes, and after school, they were doing their virtual school. After school, she kind of texts me, and she's like, do I have to do basketball tomorrow? And I'm like, well, I would like for you to go ahead and try it. Just try it. You don't have to commit to all eight sessions. You don't have to be there all the time. I just want you to go ahead and try this. And she was like, okay. And that's all she said. But about an hour later, Candace comes upstairs and she's like, mom, Cameron's crying. Okay, why is Cameron crying? I don't know. I try to talk to her. She doesn't want to talk. All right, so I tell Cameron to come upstairs so I could, just me and her, one-on-one, nobody else around. Let's have this conversation. What is wrong with you at this moment? What is impacting you? Why are you feeling the way that you're feeling right now? What is making you cry? And she's like, I don't want to do basketball tomorrow. So again, I told you all these days since we had this conversation, my mommy instincts were kind of firing off that there's something more to this story. There's something more that is going on. So at this time, 
It's like, okay, I got to dig. I got to figure out what the real issue is because I feel like this is a life-defining moment. Now you just get those kind of instincts in you that are telling you that there is something more than what you're seeing on the surface. And that is exactly what I was hearing at that time. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. Feeling those mommy kind of instincts, I was like, okay, now is the time to dig. This is a life-defining moment. Whatever happens here is going to set the course for some lifelong actions. Now, I can just say this because I remember myself being a child, my mom trying to put me in things, and I would cry all the time because I didn't like people. The thing is, my girls are way more sociable and way more out there than I ever was, even at 11 and 13. I really probably almost borderline had a phobia. I did not like being around people that much, but my mom would still push me. I may have been in tears. I may have been crying, but I still went, I pushed through and I conquered it. So this is all playing in the back of my mind, seeing these things happen in Cameron because people call her little Lawan for a reason. And I'm seeing all of this, but yet I don't want to project my past and project everything onto her. But there are certain signs that I'm seeing. So that's Cameron. Okay. What is your biggest fear? What is it about basketball? Is it that you don't think you're good enough? Are people messing with you? What is it that you don't like when it comes to having to play basketball or going out here just to try it? Because I just want you to go. I was telling her, just go for one day. You don't have to do all eight sessions. Just go on Tuesday. You either like it or you don't. If you don't like it, that's it. We drop the subject. We let it go. But at this time, to me, it was already beyond basketball. Although I hadn't got there yet, in my mind, it was beyond basketball. I just want you to try something. Try it. Because I'm thinking you don't always have to be the best at something. You don't always have to master something. But you have to be willing to try it so that you don't get stuck somewhere. And that is the life lesson that was coming to me at that time, unbeknownst to me, that it was going to get deeper than that. So as I'm talking to her, asking these questions, everything I'm asking her is no, no, that's not it. I don't know. She's wiping her eyes. She's crying. I'm finally like, okay, what is it, Cameron? I need you to tell me because if you don't tell me, we can't get, we're not going to be able to break through. I can't help you if I don't know what is causing you this much turmoil, this much pain that is making you cry because everything I say, you're telling me no. So she says to me, I don't want to be around the people. Okay, what do you mean you don't want to be around the people? I don't want to be around people. I don't like people. Okay, so you have a fear of people right now? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. And her answer was yes. So that right there 
is when it was like, ding, ding, ding. You were right, Luan. You were right, mom. Those mommy instincts are right. This is deeper than going to basketball. This right here is a life moment. Because why suddenly does she not like people? Does she not want to be around people? Of course, I can think about us being in this whole pandemic for the past year. And then the anxiety that comes from when you're going out in public, having to wear a mask, not knowing who has COVID, all of that. She's already anxious, all of these things. So is that adding to it? So of course I could think. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we've been in this pandemic. She was already not that social. So now she's gotten used to being in her bubble. She got used to being in her room, gotten used to being around her family, not having to really interact with anyone. And the thought of going out here to interact with people is scaring her. And that is what the deeper issue was. It wasn't about the sport because she always says that she wanted to play. She liked basketball. The deeper issue was that fear of going out here, interacting with people, maybe fear of judgment because maybe she didn't feel that her skills were that great, not knowing what the other skill sets would look like. And she's thinking, okay, I'm not that great. I'm not that good. I have, don't have the experience. Or also the anxiety of, okay, COVID's out here still. We got to wear a mask. And that social anxiety that comes from being in a pandemic. I was like, okay, Cameron, I hear you. I understand. However, I need you to go tomorrow and try. Now, I'm sure that wasn't the answer that she was expecting from me. But at that point in my mind, when she told me, I'm scared of people, I have a fear of people, it hit me. This was that life-defining moment. And if I let her avoid people right now, if I let her run from people, then this was going to set the course for her to run from people in situations probably for the rest of her life. And unfortunately in life, we have to deal with people on some level. So again, it was, uh, for me, basketball was just, okay, this is just the place that it is. But basketball isn't even the issue now because I don't even care if you play basketball, but this is a social situation that presented itself. So this is the one we're going with. Now, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, am I making the right decision? Is this okay? Should I really be pushing her? Because she's big on speaking herself and speaking her opinion and feeling like no one is hearing her and saying that, okay, you're debunking my voice. I remember she told us that one time when she was trying to talk and get her opinion across and people weren't listening. She's like, you're debunking our voice. So now it's like this big old joke when we get to these conversations where everybody's like, you're debunking my voice. But yes, yeah, so I didn't want her to feel that she wasn't being heard. I didn't want her to feel that I was forcing her to do something, even though I was. I wanted her to understand what was happening. Now, my mommy brain, I'm like, okay, is this okay? I don't know. Is it okay? Am I making the right decision? Am I making the right choice? Am I scarring her for life? Am I going to mess up our communication because I'm forcing her to, making her go do this thing she doesn't want to do and maybe she'll never come to me for anything again. But I was like, Cameron, there's nothing to be scared of. These are people just like you. And also the other part is you're going to have your sister with you. You don't have to go into this situation alone. Candace is playing also. Candace is going to walk in there with you so you don't have to go at it alone. But I still need you to do this. I still need you to go ahead and try. Of course, she was still upset. She was still crying. But I had to resolve in myself that this was deeper than basketball. This was a life-defining moment. 
And I could not let her tuck her tail and hide because if I let her do that at that moment, she was going to be tucking her tail and hiding for the rest of her life. So, of course, I did not feel my best on the inside. I felt like a horrible mom at that time. I even called my own mom and I'm like, okay, mom, so how did you get your daughter, me, that didn't like people and really had social anxiety and didn't like to be in situations with other people? How did you get her past that? And my mom's like, why? What's going on? So I explained to her the situation, let her know what's happening. And she's like, I just put you in the stuff. You cried your way through it. But guess what? You pushed through and you made it through. You may have cried the whole time that you were doing it, but you faced that fear and you conquered it. And she's like, and that is what I'm seeing from what you're telling me with Cameron. And she also went on to say the same things about if she's not the best at something, she doesn't want to do it. And then the whole thing with her being withdrawn from people now, being in this pandemic. And she's like, oh, no, I agree with what you're saying. I feel you. You cannot let her hide from this. She has to face it. She has to confront it now. If not, this can set the course for a lifelong, who knows? It could start phobias. It could start anxiety disorders. It could start so many things, and you cannot let that happen. So yes, you may feel horrible right now, but as I did with you, I signed you up for it still. I dropped you off. You may have been in tears. You may have been crying, but you still went in there. You stayed the whole time. Sometimes you may not have participated, but you were still there. And you did it and you pushed through and look at you now. So in the meantime, when all that's happened, I'm talking to my mom. Here comes my husband in the door. He hears the conversation of what's going on. And he starts joking. If my she don't want to do it, she don't have to do it. And that reminded my mom of my dad because they always tell the story where I was probably about two years old and somebody, we were at a wedding and somebody was forcing me to dance. And I was out there, I was in tears and I was crying. And my dad came and snatched me up off the dance floor and put me on his lap and said, she doesn't have to dance if she doesn't want to. And my parents, my grandmother, they still tell this story to the day. And that's why everybody said I always cried about everything because my father always said, if I didn't have to do it, I didn't want to. And my mom said, well, I still signed you up for stuff anyway. And I would tell them, she'll be all right. She's going to be fine. She's going to do it. So it was kind of like these dynamics playing in here. And it was funny just to see like kind of how history kind of repeats itself. But me having lived through that, not projecting myself onto her, I was able to see how things were done and how I wound up being okay. So we wound up calling Cameron back upstairs as my husband was there. And he started talking to her about who she is and what her name is. He always gives this speech that no matter what you go through, your name is still going to be your name. You are the best. Nobody can take it from you. She didn't feel that great, but he's like, go ahead, enjoy the rest of your night. Tomorrow's a new day. Okay. Tuesday comes. Goes to school. Next thing we know, getting closer for her to go get dropped off of them to go get dropped off of basketball. I go downstairs because, again, it was a virtual day. And Cameron's in a fetal position, shaking. And I'm like, oh, God, she's having a whole, she's about to have a whole panic attack. Shaking, just shaking her foot, shaking her foot, shaking her foot. Okay, Cameron, what's wrong? She's shaking, shaking, shaking. What's wrong? She won't talk. Nothing's wrong. She's mad that she has to go. She's in tears. But, okay, we're still going to truck through this because in my mind, we are beyond basketball here. Basketball is just the outlet, as I said. We're going to go ahead and go. 
go ahead, take them up there. She's crying in the car. Well, she's not crying. She's holding the tears in, but she's so closed off. She's nervous. I can tell she's anxious. Candace is trying to pep talk her. Oh, it's going to be okay. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to love it. She's not feeling it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sit in the parking lot for a little bit. Y'all go ahead and go in. I just wanted to sit there in case anything happened. Drop them off. Sit outside the parking lot for about 30 minutes. It was a two-hour practice. Nothing happens in those 30 minutes. Go on about my business. Go do some things. Go to my parents' house while I'm waiting for them. And I'm talking to my mom. I'm like, okay, mom, it's almost time to pick them up now. This could go one of two ways. Now, both of us already have our bets out because we're like, knowing Cameron, Now, both of us already have kind of our minds made up like, okay, knowing Cameron, she's just going to say she doesn't like it so she doesn't have to go back. And that's what we're both thinking. I'm like, but okay, mom, it could go one of two ways. She could either hate it, but it could go three ways. She could either hate it, be traumatized, be upset because I forced her to go and that could just make things go one way. Or she could like it. But because she doesn't want to do it, she's going to tell me she doesn't like it so she doesn't have to go back. Or the third one, which I was like, okay, this is just a hope and a prayer, a wish and a prayer, is that she's going to come out and she's going to love it and she's going to want to go back. And I'm like, mom, I'm already thinking, me and my mom and I are on the same wavelength that even if she likes it, she's not going to tell us. We're already there. But I'm like, mom, there's this chance. And I'm just hoping and I'm praying that she went in there she saw what it was, and she had a good time, and she liked it. But we're not going to know until I go pick them up. So about 30 minutes later, go pick them up, and here they come out. Me not knowing what to expect. I'm so nervous. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm a horrible mom. I don't force my child to do this. What if I traumatized her more? What if she doesn't trust me because she was telling me she didn't want to do it, and I still made her do it anyway? Oh, my gosh, this could just mess things up so much. Has trauma impacted your life? Do you find yourself stuck, discouraged, and struggling to work through unresolved trauma? Have you completely lost sight of your dreams and are unsure of what steps to take next? Whether you are currently dealing with trauma, working through your trauma, or simply at a point in life where you are ready to set and achieve your personal and professional goals, Rising Above Statistics is the book you need in your life right now. In Rising Above Statistics, From Trauma to Triumph, I share steps that I follow to transform my trauma as a teen mom living in poverty and dealing with depression into growing into a strong, successful businesswoman who lives every day with purpose, intention, and focus. Through stories, tips, and guided exercises, I show you how you can transform your trauma, master your mindset, and unleash your full potential in business and life. In these pages, you'll discover why your mindset matters, how to overcome obstacles, and how to let go of the past. 
Most importantly, you're going to find out how you can reclaim power over your life today. This book goes beyond my personal story, and inside the pages are filled with tips, tools, and strategies you can use to release the past and live freely in the present. If you are in need of a plan to help you get unstuck and transform your life, then this book is for you. You do not have to be a victim of your trauma. You can work through your trauma and rise above your obstacles in order to achieve success against all odds. Head on over to my website, LuanMoses.com, and grab your copy of Rising Above Statistics from Trauma to Triumph today. However, when my girls came out, they both had smiles on their faces. And I'm on the inside like, yes, thank you, God. To God be the glory. God, you are so good. You answer prayers. They get in. They're both energized. They're both excited. Cameron is smiling. She's laughing. She had a great time. She was talking about the uh, former girls that used to go to that school that played basketball who recognized them because it's the same high school that my son went to. So these girls were there when my son was there. My son played basketball. So they recognized my girls as his sisters. Not only that, Cameron was saying that she didn't realize how much basketball instinct she had and how things really came easy to her while she was out there on the basketball court and how she was out there talking, she was playing, she drove to the basket a few times, she didn't make the baskets, but she drove a few times and she really had a good time and enjoyed herself. And then Candace, of course, had a great time. And it was funny because when I was like, okay, so how was it? Candace is like, don't even lie, Cameron. You know you had a good time, so don't even try to get here and act like you didn't have fun. Yes, like I told you, Candace is the mouthpiece. She's going to let you know how you feel, and she wasn't going to let Cameron hide at all. But in that moment, I realized, one, I made a decision. Two, I went with that decision. Three, I thought about the past how that was coming into her present and all these different things that were happening in her mind that was getting her to that conclusion that she didn't want to go to this basketball thing. And four, I was kind of conscious in what I was doing, how I was doing it, how I was maneuvering things because I really wanted this to work out for all of our benefit. And it did. Not only did it work out for our benefit, not only did she have such a good time, she was telling me about the good time she had. They were talking about how much fun they had, how easy it was. She was looking forward to going back to the next session. I was like, so are you going to go back Thursday? Because it happened again Thursday. It's twice a week. And she was like, sure. Now that's Cameron's standard response for anything. Sure. Yeah. She's like, I'll go back. I'm on the inside like, yes, thank you, God. I am so glad that this worked out the way it did because I had no idea how it was going to work out. But fast forward to Thursday, they go and they have an even better time. There were Cameron packed her stuff up. She had her water bottle, her basketball stuff, her shorts. And I forgot to mention that the first day she did not want to wear shorts. That's how against this she was. I, we had shorts and t-shirts out. She did not want to wear shorts. She was so against it that she put on sweatpants. But then she put on a girl's basketball t-shirt. 
So I was like, here's this kind of conflict going back to the first day to where she's telling me she doesn't want to play, but yet she puts on a basketball t-shirt to go play. So that was telling me, okay, there's this internal conflict. And again, as I was thinking, this was deeper than basketball. So anyway, we fast forward to Thursday. She had her shorts and everything go in. They have a great time. They come out Thursday and it's even funnier because now the girl's basketball coach recognizes them and he comes up to them and says, hey, are you Darrell's sisters? And they're like, yeah. He said, oh, y'all going to have to work even harder now that I know that you're Darrell's sisters because he was one of the hardest workers in here when he played basketball. And that to me, I was like, okay, that could have scared Cameron because she already doesn't like running and hard work and all that. But it seemed like it was a confidence booth boost to both of them. They came out telling me about it. They came out telling me about how they were being challenged and different stuff, the different activities they did. And Cameron said to me, mom, I feel like a real basketball player now. When I tell you the mom moment, the mom victory I had in me where I wanted to shout and be like, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Oh my gosh, this worked out. I am so happy. I knew it. Mama knows best. Mom knows what she's talking about. That mom instinct is on point. All that was going through my mind, but all I said was, really, Cameron? That's great. Candace went on to tell me about her story, but to hear Cameron say, I feel like a basketball player now, was such a victorious moment, not only for her, but for me in my motherhood journey. And I will tell you that since then, since she's been these, just this week in this basketball program, I have seen a difference in her personality and her confidence boost, all of that. And she's ready. Like she's talking about playing basketball next year, talking about what happens when they go back to the session next week. She's ready to get out in front and work out and work on her skills and get better so that she's ready to play next year. I tell you, though, that decision, that moment, as I said, life altering and life changing, and it could have went Either way, but I am so glad and so thankful to God that it worked out for the good. Then I'm having a conversation with my son and I'm letting him know everything that happened. And he brought it to my attention. He's like, well, mom, that's because she's used to playing with us. She's always played with old. As I said, I knew this in the back of my mind as I was telling you. She's always played with older kids. They've always been boys. Always out there with her dad and her brothers and the boys basketball team at the playing with my son against him and with him and against his friends and all of that. And they've always been older, at least seven years older than her. But they, she's always been there. So in her mind, that is how tough it was. And that is how intense it was because she saw how intense the boys' practices were and how intense their workouts are. She did a few of those things when, I mean, she was in sixth grade. She's out here with my son who was in, he was just about to graduate and all. She's in sixth grade and... She's out here running with these 11th and 12th graders doing the basketball practices with them. So she lived that. And in her mind, that's how hard it was. But when she got out there and played with not only kids her age, but then also girls, she realized, I'm way better than I thought. And I truly do have this. And again, I said, that was such a victorious moment to me. And I had to share that with you all today. I know this is different than kind of the usual episodes. You know, I always tell stories, but I've never, I don't think I've ever told a motherhood parenting story like this, but I really had to share that today because there were so many teaching moments in that. And it really showed how life is about calculated risk, 
I mean, not just motherhood, but life in general. Because I was telling my mom as I sat here and kind of reflected on this, I was like, you know what? It's amazing how one decision can impact your life so greatly. And it got me thinking back to the interview I did episode, I believe that was 90 with Danny, with my friend, my sister friend, Danny, where we were talking about breaking patterns and behaviors and making decisions and how you have to commit to that decision and make it. And it brought back to me how Danny said in that episode that no matter what the decision you make, you are going to be okay. And I was hearing that in my head. And that's how I tell you how these, not only am I doing these podcast interviews, I always say, not only do I do these interviews for you all, not only do I do these episodes for you all, but I do it for myself as well. Because when I sit down and talk to each of these women, talk to each of these moms, there is so much that they pour into me. The same way I am pouring into you guys, the same way I pour into them, there is so much that my guests that come on this show pour into me. And I could hear Danny say one about the fear keeping you stuck. And that's when I was having those conversations with Cameron and I was, she was talking about her fear of people. I'm like, if she runs from people, that fear of people is going to keep her stuck because she's going to avoid so many situations because people are there. I cannot let her get stuck in this fear. I have to push her beyond this. It may be uncomfortable. It may be hard. She's 13, yes, but this is a critical defining moment and I have to help her confront this fear because if not, she's going to get stuck because as Danny said, fear will keep you stuck. And it got me thinking, as I said, we have to confront this. We're going to do this. This is not about basketball. Cameron, I don't even care if you play basketball after this. I don't care. You can go in and say, I hate it. You don't have to go back again, but you are going to go and you're going to confront this fear. You're going to show up and see what it's about. You're not going to let this fear of people, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, whatever it is, you're not going to let it keep you from things. Because if I allow that to happen right now as a mother, I am setting you up for what, who knows what could come from that. So I'm just thankful that it worked out the way it did. But either way, pressing her and pushing her to go, letting her know. And it was important because as I talk with my guest, Catherine, winter salary about this conscious parenting and letting our children have voices and letting them feel heard and not just this whole obedience and compliance thing. This was about, it wasn't a do as I say. As I talked to, as I said, there are all these podcast episodes I've done this month of May have really come to fruition for me in this teaching moment, in this moment that I had with my daughters. When I was talking to Sharita about what you get out is what you put in, it's not, I'm not saying do as I say. As I just said with Catherine, where it wasn't the obedience and the compliance, it's not you're doing this because I say you have to do it and you're going to go ahead and do it. No, it was having that conscious parenting moment to where I'm aware of what's happening. And thankfully, thanks be to God that I had that capacity. I had that trauma-informed background to recognize that there is something more happening here than what she is telling me. So I am able to confront that from that angle of, okay, let's talk about this. 
what is causing you this turmoil? I'm able to come from that angle, that trauma-informed perspective, as we talked about in episode 93, where we talk about our parenting, being conscious, being there, being present, letting our children have voices, letting them feel heard so that we're making the best choices, that we're doing the best we can as parents. And all of this really came to a head, came to a fruition with this situation. I'm like, wow, God, all these podcast episodes I've done the month of May, I have just lived, basically lived them out right now. And it was just one of those things where that one decision could really impact life greatly, could go good or bad. And like I said, I was thinking, it's amazing how the power of a decision comes into play like in life in general what is good what is bad often comes down to a decision that we make or that we fail to make and I mean I am so thankful for this decision that I made to push camp but not only am I thankful for the decision that I made to push her I'm thankful to God that it had a positive impact because it could have easily gone the other way But it shows how motherhood, how parenting, how life is about being willing to take those calculated risks. Yes, you weigh the benefits. You do the risk first, the rewards factor. You kind of weigh your options. You see what is happening in front of you. You don't go into it blindly. But at the end of the day, do you settle? Do you take it for what it is? Or do you take that calculated risk? It is showing how decision-making and risk-taking really go hand in hand because you don't know what's going to happen when you make a decision. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. In my mind, the whole time, I'm thinking Cameron's about to come out here in tears. She's going to go in her room when she gets home. She's not going to want to talk to us. She's going to be mad. She's going to say we debunked her voice, that nobody listened to her, that we keep forcing her to do stuff that she doesn't want to do, and that she is just going to hate the world for a little bit and not really like her parents because once again, we told her that she had to do something that she didn't want to do and it caused her great stress in her mind or turmoil or anxiety, whatever it was. The whole time this is happening, I'm like, okay, God, this was about to happen when this child comes out here and I need you to prepare me to deal with that. And I would say that is the one good thing about faith, the one good thing about prayer and the one thing about God is that the whole time, like, okay, God, I need you to prepare me and help me to deal with this, whatever the outcome may be. Also, as I'm before we get to the outcome, help me to communicate my reasoning so that my child can see that it's not about a sport, that we're going to love her whether she plays a sport or not. It's just that the sport is the opportunity that is here, the social situation that is here. So that is what we are going to go through. That is what we're going to exercise. But again, it brought up that point of just being conscious, being aware, being present, having those conversations. And I'm again, I am just so thankful that it really worked out. Hey there. Yes, you listening right now. I truly hope you are enjoying this episode. I thank you for tuning in each and every week and for showing your support for this show. Your support truly does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast and you are enjoying this episode, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
I want to get this podcast to as many moms as possible so they can start to experience the greatness that you are experiencing on this journey. And so they can have this empowerment, this support, this encouragement poured into them each day. So thank you for tuning in and be sure to stop by and subscribe and leave a review. Now back to this great episode. As I said, just making that decision, being willing to commit. As Danny said in her episode, a lot of people don't want to make those decisions because it comes with a commitment. And yes, it was scary for me to commit to that. But I knew that I was doing it for the greater good. I weighed the options of, okay, what is this really about? If it was about basketball, it would have been a dead issue. I would have dropped it. I wouldn't have pushed her. But once my mommy instincts flaring off, it's telling me, okay, there's more here. There's more here. And she's like, okay, I'm afraid of people. Why is my child all of a sudden shutting down afraid of people? When I recognized that she used to be so confident, she used to be, she wasn't a social butterfly, but she had confidence. And I could see through this pandemic that the confidence was kind of waning. I don't know what it is because her body type is a little different and things like that. So maybe as she's going into these teenagers about to go into high school, she's thinking about things like that. And those are conversations that we're going to have and continue to have because I want her to accept herself all around however she is. But I realize this is deeper than that. I encourage you today, when you're faced with a situation, whatever it is that you're dealing with in your parenting journey, look beyond the surface. If you kind of need skills, kind of need some guidance with that, I definitely recommend you listen to episode 93, where I talked about unconscious to conscious parenting with Catherine Winter Celery, where she really dug deep into what it means to kind of see those tragic expressions of unmet needs as she broke it down to say kind of those behaviors that we see, those things that we see in our kids are often expressions of unmet needs. And a lot of times we have to go under the surface. We have to look beneath to really understand what is going on. And then also when I was talking with Danny about decisions and how decision-making goes into everything, and this was all about making a decision and not only making a decision, committing to it and seeing it through as the parent and also willing in that situation. Because see, a lot of times as parents, we always want to be on the good side of our kids, so to speak. We want to keep everybody happy all the time. But I resolved in myself, okay, if I have to be the quote unquote bad mom for this moment where my kids aren't really that happy, then so be it. I'm willing to do that for this teaching moment and for this life lesson right here. Because in my mind, this was for the greater good. And whatever came out of it, whatever it was, whether good or bad, it was a teaching moment. We were going to learn the lesson from it. We were going to figure it out if it had a negative impact or if it didn't work out so positively. We were going to talk it through and figure out the next social situation that she could be in to kind of start to work through this. But I was willing in that moment to not be so liked for her to be upset with me. And I was able to sit with that and be okay with it. And I just said, make a decision. Because once you make that decision, you are going to be okay regardless. Really thinking about what we put into our parenting. That is what we're getting out. 
And it was in my hope at that time to pour into her and help and communicate with her and help her understand what was happening, why I was doing what I was doing, and to see beyond basketball and let her know she had a choice. It may not feel like you have a choice, but the choice is you're going to face this fear. You're going to face this giant. If you still don't like it, you don't have to go back but you can stand tall and know that you face the giant. And then it's also about kind of like that healing and that kind of forgiveness that we got to talk about to where she had to heal from her past memories, the past trauma. Although it wasn't very traumatic events, thinking back to perhaps her first experience with basketball when she's four or five, I believe, and you have this big, tall, you're this little itty-bitty person. Well, she wasn't itty-bitty, but you're this little person. You have this big, tall man because he was taller than me, taller than my husband. He's probably like six four or so. And he's just screaming and yelling and overzealous and anxious and terrified you. That was a trauma to her. And that was her first association with basketball. And then playing with the boys, the intensity of the workouts, being out of breath, struggling to keep up, even though they recognize that there's such an age difference, but in her mind, the pressure she puts on herself, her going into this moment and playing with girls her own age and playing with kids her own age was kind of that moment to confront that trauma that she had and rewrite that script. So now she's not relating basketball to these traumatic events. Because she even said to me, there's a difference in girls and boys basketball. I realized that boys basketball looks like this and the girls basketball looks like this. And I was like, yeah, well, that's because there are differences in body types and the things they want to work on. But in her mind, she had done the boys workout. She had done all that. So this over here, while it was a challenge, she said, I'm not nearly as out of breath. So Whereas I was over here with the boys, I was struggling to breathe, trying to keep up with the girls. It's like, we do these workouts, we may get out of breath, we may get tired, we may sweat, but it's not a constant. It's not where I feel like I can't keep up or I'm out of breath or I'm struggling. So she was able to rewrite that script and rewrite those the memories that she had. So now she has a new tape going with what basketball is like. Her outlook for basketball is different. She's talking about when she plays next year. Candace is talking about when she plays, and they are both just excited to return to basketball. Came home telling their dad that they need some basketball sneakers now, telling me they need some more basketball shorts and clothes. And really, when I tell you what a difference a week makes, it makes such a difference. Again, life is about calculated risk. Parenting is about calculated risk. Decision-making and risk-taking go hand in hand. However, you can't toe the line as a mother, as a business owner, as a woman, whatever it is that you are facing, whatever situations are in front of you, you have to make a decision. You have to stick with that decision. It may be a little risky. It may make you uncomfortable. It may rock the boat. But know that you're going to be okay regardless. And I share this story. It had such a positive impact, but there were so many lessons I learned this week as a mother and just the way all the dots connected with these May episodes so far, I couldn't help but hop on the mic and share 
my mom journey that I have been going on in hopes to inspire you to make those tough decisions, make those difficult decisions. Know that if it's in parenting, if it's in motherhood, you have your kids' best interests at heart. But not only do you make the decision, not only do you have their best interest at heart, but it is up to you to sit down and talk to them, talk it through with them and explain it to them so that they can understand where you're coming from. Don't just make the decision and go with it. Talk it through. Hear your kids. Hear what they're saying. Understand what they're saying. Get to that root of the issue. Get to whatever is causing them anxiety, whatever it is. Sit down, take that time, do what you can do to really understand them, understand what they're going through. Because a lot of times, as we said, there are unmet needs, as Catherine said in her episode, unmet needs. There are so many things under the surface, things that don't meet the eye that we do not see. But we have to be able to pause and take that time and be intentional And having those conversations with our kids, having those conversations with our family so we can really start to move forward. We can make progress. We're able to get unstuck and we're not being held by fear, unforgiveness, pain, whatever it is. Life is about decision making. Life is about taking risks. And to echo my sister, Danny. The best way I know how to end this episode and the best advice that I feel that she gave on her episode that sticks with me, as I said, in the things that I do on the day-to-day is that you have to make a decision. You have to commit to it. You have to make the decision. You have to commit to it and know that no matter what you choose to do, no matter what the decision is that you make, you are going to be okay. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and this story time. If you like this type of content, because I don't think I've ever done a story time quite like this. I know I've talked about my stories in the past. I've talked about my journey, but I don't know if I've ever kind of walked through it the way that I did today. But if you enjoyed how I walked through the story today and let you know just different things that I'm experiencing in my life and how the situations are playing out and how they relate to the podcast and the things that we are going through to show that this motherhood journey, this womanhood journey Everything is live and in action and we are constantly learning. If you enjoy that, then hit me up on Instagram. Send me a DM. Screenshot this episode. Send me an email. Let me know if you want to hear more story times and more episodes like this. I'm so glad that you joined me and I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.